0: Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV episode number 329 for Tuesday the 7th of January 2014. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Here we are! The first show of 2014.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Better believe it. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. We love having you here. I'm Hillary.
0: Hey, Hill. Oh, yeah. I'm Robbie. (laughs) Nice to see you. Thanks for being here.
1: We are so excited to have you here because... We're kicking off the new year with some new news. Some new news. news, Okay? Firstly, Skype has been hacked. What? I know. Crazy. Secondly, Intel will no longer use minerals mined in conflict zones to build its microprocessors and they're rebranding the uh, McAfee antivirus. Thirdly... Netflix is charging their, or changing their pricing to keep you from sharing your account. You thought you were sneaky and sharing it, but guess what? They're on to you. So more devices means more money. And lastly, look at this. It has been apparently been legal to sell gaming consoles in China for the past 14 years. But now gaming consoles um, sales is finally coming to China after the government has lifted the ban. These stories are coming up later in our
0: show. I can't believe that. A ban on
1: a ban. I can't
0: sell you a console because you're in China. Is this true, folks? We're going to talk about it. Tonight, we're also going to be extending the feature set of the free GNU image manipulation program, making it even gooder. Yes. More gooder. It's a competition for the best image editing software, an alternative for Adobe Photoshop. We're going to make it really, really awesome tonight. So much time and so little to do, so... Wait Wait a minute. Strike that. Reverse it. Thank you. And uh, don't go anywhere. It's going to be a great show. This is Category 5 Technology TV.
1: Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells
0: Eric Kidd
1: And your host, Robbie Ferguson.
0: This is Category 5 Technology TV. It's so good to have you here. And uh, let's say we give away something right off the top of the show.
1: You know we love free stuff. We love rewarding our faithful viewers. And since it's the new year, we're going to start it off right with a special Uh prize from... From ESET.
0: $25 Visa card. It's a prepaid Visa gift card worth 25 smackers.
1: You can use that on anything. Where
0: like, visa is accepted. It's a Visa card. This is like the prepaid Visa, right? So, yeah. 25 bucks. Drawbot is in the, uh, in the zone.
1: It's going, going through all the names. Seeing all the names.
0: Gotta cover the number. Ooh, there it is. It's a card under my finger. It's but I gotta money, cover the number because it's real cash monies. It's real tender. Right there. Cool. Okay. Let's say we change up the music a little bit.
1: Ooh, let's see. Let's see who is in our draw.
0: Okay, so you've been casting your ballots via email this week. Live at category5.tv. I see sans Serif, Sprint Cowboy. Kek <sighs> k <sighs> oh, Speeding up now. Nope, getting fast. Harder here and harder go. to read here. Good luck, everybody. This is for the $25 prepaid Visa card from ESET. And of course, if you're in Canada or the USA, make sure you go to cat5.tv slash ESET and uh, you'll be able to check out their product and also make some purchases there. Uh, or if you're outside of Canada, US, you can also go to ESET.com for international sales. Cat5.tv ESET. This is for a $25 Visa gift card.
1: Unbelievable. Can't go
0: wrong with that.
1: What will you use it on if you are the winner? So many possibilities. It's picking up,
0: folks. Good luck to all. This is the first giveaway of 2014. Hey, Who's it going to be? Who's it. the lucky 2014 baby? The winner is. Marvelous Meerkat. Woohoo! Congratulations are the proud owner of a $25 Visa gift card from Eset at eset.com and cat5.tv/eset.
1: That is so fabulous. Now, I know That's pretty ob- awesome. Like it's obviously awesome for marvelous Meerkat. However, you're probably thinking, "Oh man, I wish I had a gift card or a I just why exactly can't what I you're win?" Thinking. Well, wow. here's a scenario where it's win win all around. With our latest uh, fundraising efforts for category five on our studio build um, through Fundraiser Project, we are doing a little something something. For every bit of money that you contribute towards our efforts, you will be issued a gift card of the same value for various places. So, um, Petro Canada, if you wanted a $50 gift card um, for Petro Canada, you would contribute that.
0: But wait, Hillary. I need to put $50 in my gas tank. So are you saying I can donate $50 and put $50 in my gas tank and it will only cost me $50? What? What I'm
1: saying is you give, you win, and Category 5 benefits all in one. You're using money you would use anyway.
0: That's the neat thing.
1: Yeah. You need gas. There's like Subway, there's Starbucks cards. There's a bunch of different ones. Um, So why wouldn't you want to do that? I don't understand. So if you want more information (laughs) that explains this a little bit more didactically and clear um, and tells you how to do it, you can check that out on our website at cat studio
0: I've received your question. uh, What if we are not in Canada or the U.S.? Um, In that case, with this particular um, mm-hmm. Fundraiser mm-hmm. cat5.tv slash studio. Of course, the gift cards are for Canadian and American companies, yes. right? So, um, you can't necessarily walk into a Petro Canada and get your gasoline if you're in the UK. Fair so <laughs> if you're in that situation, then there are a couple of different options. You go to cat5.tv slash C just to make a standard contribution, and we appreciate every bit of help that uh, mm-hmm. that you put into the show because this is what uh, what keeps us going, but also is what's going to inevitably help us to expand the studio and grow into our new studio space, bring in a better camera, things like that. Um, but um, also the other idea that somebody had shared is... Well, there, there are two ideas that have come across by oh, email. First idea cool. was somebody said, can I donate and then have the gift card sent to the studio and donate the gift card? And I thought, that's really interesting. Aww, so somebody nice. has actually contributed, you know, so be it $25 or $50.
1: Right. So
0: then we get a donation. And then the subsidized gift card arrives for another 25 or $50. Wow. And then we can put gas in the tank or whatever, and that helps us to right. pay regular bills.
1: Very kind.
0: And then, of course, the other uh, comment that I received by email was you could contribute, even if you're in the UK or wherever, mm-hmm. if you're in the Netherlands, if you're in Germany, you can donate through Cap 5tv slash studio and then have the card sent to a loved one or a friend uh, in Canada That's or the true. US. That's true. And it becomes a double whammy because you're provide you're giving a gift to when, somebody, and you're contributing to the show. Went so, all around. Cool so
1: that? we appreciate though everyone who has contributed thus far. Um, it's been amazing to see all the support from all our friends worldwide, people. And that's why we love the show, is because it is a worldwide show. And we're able to help help everyone from the Netherlands to Australia to Barrie, Ontario. So here we are. Thank you everyone for helping us out.
0: People commenting in the chat room, they love the mug. Where can I get one of these amazing Ooh, mugs? A, I got to tell you, it's a little bit heavy. I'm I'm kind of like mug. shaking as I set it down. It's it's like I don't know twenty <laughs> ounces or something. It's a good mug. Is that the new Category Five mug that you can get for like fifty dollars? Is it twenty dollars? No, guys. You know what this is? A it's four, brilliant. It's a four dollar mug. <laughs> and did I mention that the Category Five stickers? That we're sending you what? and that you can also purchase in the category five store, which is coming later this month. What? Th- these are vinyl. They are Oh, cool. You can stick them to a mug. And
1: like they obviously
0: on. look good.
1: Obviously. And they're
0: dishwasher safe.
1: It just keeps getting better and better. It's a new year, people.
0: Who knew that I would order stickers that would be dishwasher safe <laughs> just for you? We go all out here. So Oh,
1: well, what a hoot. What a hoot and a holler.
0: There you go. Okay. If you've got a mobile device, go over to m.cat5.tv. Very important. Yes. Because it's awesome.
1: Duh. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, That's a no-brainer. M.cat5.tv. That QR code if you reverse it just a little bit. Because mm-hmm. you can do that if you're watching this on Rewind. an RSS feed. <laughs> m.cat5.tv. And uh you can scan that with your mobile phone. We've got live video, live oh, yeah. audio if you want to listen while you're taking the train. And of course you can watch on-demand video as well.
1: Very cool. cool. So cool. Well, as you guys know, Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it is here. You can check that out at Cat5.tv slash TPN. And
0: really good, I'll just mention really good coverage of uh, CES this week oh. for Tech Podcast Network. Cool. So make sure you check it out. Right.
1: Take a little look-see. As well, we are also a member of the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. And you can check that out at Cat5.tv slash IAIB
0: you still have any Windows XP machines in use? Maybe at the camp, anywhere?
1: Yeah, can't maybe. Pro- possibly.
0: Mm. It's time to start thinking about it, folks. April 8th. Windows XP April is no eight. more. Gone. What? Kaplooey. I'm
1: going to have to get on everybody. You can't use it chase. past
0: April 8th. And some people are saying, oh, yeah, you can. You can keep using it. It works like a charm. It's Windows XP. Okay. Windows XP, can you believe it? All Came right. out in 2001. Seems like Like a lifetime ago. 13 years. We're talking, okay, the first iPhone was not even announced until 2007. The first iPhone. So we're talking six years before the very first iPhone was even announced. Uh, Google was only a small company back when XP came out. 400 eh? people worked there. It was privately held. Couldn't even Hmm. be traded on the stock exchange.
1: Interesting.:
0: 2001, folks, so we're talking really old software, but really what it boils down to, there's a big problem. Um, Microsoft is pulling support on Windows XP, but continuing support for Windows 7, Windows 8. Hmm. Of course, those are the new ones that they yeah. want you to upgrade well, to. Yeah. So why is that a problem? Imagine I'm a hacker, because we'll just you know pretend I'm a hacker. They probably dress just like this. (laughs) And I am wanting to exploit your bank account information. I'm wanting to take over your identity. I'm wanting to use the power of your computer to create a botnet so that I can mass mail people and trick them into installing my software that gives me access to their bank accounts. I'm going to use your computer for that. What's the best way to do that? It's to get into your Windows system. Mm -hmm. It's to trick you into installing something that you don't want to install. So where the problem lies is that when Windows XP support is gone, Mm -hmm. April 8th, 2014, what happens is they're still releasing patches for Windows 7 and Windows 8. So they say, oh, we found this really big exploit (laughs) for Microsoft Windows that lets hackers access your computer and take over, right? So the hackers are sitting there going, oh, okay. Because they know that they're not applying that, ex- that fix mm-hmm. to Windows XP right. anymore. Gotcha. Okay, So basically what Microsoft has done is they've handed them this exploit on a silver platter and said, mm. look at this. You can now get into this system unless they apply this patch. But the patch does not apply to Windows XP. So the mm. first thing the hacker is going to do is reverse engineer the
1: fix. Gotcha.
0: And see what the problem is. Then test that exploit mm. against Windows XP. And lo and behold, it's not going to take long before one of them actually matches up because they are shared code bases. And they're going to say, oh, look, haha, this exploit for Windows 7 also existed in Windows oh, XP. No. There are still X number of millions of users on Windows XP. Now I'm going to distribute a virus through email that automatically circumvents mm-hmm. all the protection that exists for Windows XP, and you're done. It's freaking they've me got out. your email accounts. They've got your identity. They've got all that. They, they can lock you out of your accounts. Imagine so logging freaky. into your online banking and it says your password is incorrect. And you go, what? Oh. And your money's drained. And then you go onto Twitter and you can't log in, but somebody's posting a bunch of obscenities to your Twitter timeline mm. or Facebook or sending things to your friends. So there's a, there's a lot of scary potential. You have to get off Windows XP. Uh, if your computer is about three years old, or newer then it's possible that maybe windows 7 would take Mm -hmm. even if it's about five years old there's there's a potential that your computer could be good enough to install windows 7. Um, maybe windows 8 but then you need some extra you know need a better Mm -hmm. processor Mm -hmm. for windows 8. certainly linux is a good alternative and if you've heard this word linux you've probably heard it here on the show uh you're using windows xp you don't want to have to rush out and buy new hardware just because Mm -hmm. windows xp is coming to an end you have to get rid of windows xp plain and simple there is no option. And Mm. I'm telling you that because it's critical and it's going to be critical. Anyone who stays on it is basically a ticking time bomb.
1: Yeah, seriously. So, Mm.
0: you know, every Java exploit that comes out, which is a big one, Mm -hmm. every Adobe Flash exploit that comes out, which is another big one, they're not going to fix it for Windows XP. Hmm. So we got some big problems. So check out Linux. Uh, I like Point Linux and uh, you can check out the links through our show notes. Episode uh, number 329 of Category 5, dot uh, tv point linux i just want to make sure whether it's a yeah it is a dot org point linux dot org uh another popular one is ubuntu U-B-U-N-T-U.com. Mm-hmm. debian is a great one uh arc linux uh folks in the chat room what what linux brands and versions do you like but point linux these are called flavors so they're just different versions of linux mm-hmm. um, but i really like point linux debian uh ubuntu is very popular a little bit of a different a little bit more of a curve learning curve mm-hmm. to get into ubuntu because it's a different interface point linux is pretty familiar if you're using windows xp you're not going to have any trouble getting around uh jenk says use uh, linux mint is another good one uh, masterminds <laughs> says manjaro <laughs> and uh quite a few thumbs up for linux mint and another one from Dennis Kelly for Point Linux. So, so there are some uh, alternatives to upgrading mm-hmm. to Windows yes. Seven, Windows Eight, and Linux is it. So check it out. We've only got till April eighth. Good to know. Okay, so tonight uh, we are going to take a look at the GIMP. Talking about yeah. free software, GNU Image Manipulation Program. Anytime I say the GIMP, uh, it's GNU Image Manipulation Program. It's mm-hmm. basically an alternative to Adobe Photoshop. Yeah, but it's free. Breathe. If you've ever tried to, you know, go and buy Photoshop or if you've ever had to do it, it's very expensive. Yes, it and is. And it's image editing software. It allows you to do some really cool stuff, but it'll cost you a lot of money to get it. And yeah. where it got me, <clears throat> I bought it around version six, I think. So before any of the mm-hmm, creative mm-hmm. suite came out and then they brought out the creative suite. <laughs>
1: and I was like, right, go. Come on. So I just
0: bought it and, and, you know, there is an upgrade path and you can pay more and get mm-hmm. the newest version, yeah. but it, you know, I, and when I say I just bought it, it was like a year or two later that they brought out the brand new version. It was so spectacularly better. <laughs> the GIMP it's free. It's always free. And if they bring out new enhancements, new versions, it's free. Free. You don't have to worry about, oh, they've changed everything and now I've got to go out and buy more. No, it's still free. Always free. It'll run on Windows, Linux, or Mac. Sounds like somebody's having fun with a bouncy ball. <laughs> we need that soundproof studio, folks. Keep the contributions <laughs> coming. Great, great. Um, so with the GIMP, okay, you can install it on any system. We're going to take a look at it tonight. But one of the other things, not just are the, enhance, er, are the upgrades free, but mm-hmm. also a lot of the enhancements. To the GIMP are also free. So if you want to make it better, there are other pieces of software, filters, plugins that are released for the GIMP that you install separately, but that now enhance oh. that software and it gives you commercial-grade filtering, uh, really cool special effects for your photos, and it's also free.
1: Free all around. How people. does this work? I don't Where get do it. Where do they make their money? That's what I'm wondering. It's
0: support. If you want to buy support, oh, you can buy support, good. right? But the software itself. It's going to be free for you so let's take a look at my computer i've got the gimp installed there it is gnu image manipulation program i'm running point linux by the way see how easy it is to get around it's under graphics Cool. there we go there's gnu image manipulation it. program okay so once we've got that okay it's free it's easy to install in your computer if you're on linux it's super easy you just go into synaptic package manager and you can install basically any software that's available for your computer. So if I bring up Synaptic, which I'm going to need, mm-hmm. it's going to ask me for my super user password. Password. And there it is. So this is a software installation program. If I type in GIMP, you'll see that GIMP is, uh, is there and I can install it. Looks like there's an upgrade ready for me, but I'm not going to do that just now. So for you, you can type in GIMP and just go mark for installation. I already have it. Tonight, what we're doing is we're going to extend the feature set by adding a couple of extra plugins. They're also available in the repositories on Point Linux. If you're running a piece of uh, a version of flavor of Linux that doesn't have these tools available for you in the default repositories, what I'm going to do, I'm going to include links for you in the show notes for episode number 329. Different versions of Linux will have different repositories. Those are software sources on the internet. Uh, pre-installed. Point Linux comes with everything that we need in order to get what we're looking for today. So in my quick filter here, uh, the first one that I want it's a tool called FX Foundry and it's found in GIMP dash plugin dash registry. And you'll see now I've taken the liberty of already pre-installing all this stuff just so that it's ready for us for tonight's demo but you want to mark for installation. Next one GIMP dash Uh, This one's going to be, this is called uh, Gimmick, G-apostrophe-M-I-C, but we're just going to go GIMP-G-M-I-C, and there it is. Again, Mm -hmm. we want to install that particular tool. Gimmick is amazing. It's basically the the closest to commercial filtering that you're going to get for GIMP um, without paying any money. It's absolutely free. It's really, really awesome. We're going to take a look at that tonight, show you a couple of the features so literally that's all that i had to do hillary in linux to install it i just highlight i just search it i mark for installation and then i click apply it downloads all the tools all of the software and it installs it for us and now those features are a part of my gimp installation if you're on windows or mac the process is a little bit different because you do have to get out on the web and download the installation packages for these particular filter sets Hmm. we're using linux tonight Um, And Linux is a lot easier when it comes to getting software because you don't have to go out there and try to find it. It's all built into your package manager. The other nice thing about that is that you can trust that you're not getting viruses by accidentally. You know, if I type in Skype in Google and I go to install Skype, but I'm actually getting it from some shady website that's also installing a bunch of junk. (laughs) Yeah then that's a problem where with a with synaptic package manager, uh, as long as you haven't, ins- by default, out of the box, you're getting safe so- safe mm-hmm. software.
1: That's so good.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so let's take a look at some of the features that are available to us within these new tools. So I I've, I've, all I've done is I've just brought in a couple of pictures that I've taken, Hill. Nice. Uh, there's a picture of a bird. Cute. There's oh, a picture of us. I know those guys. Yeah. There's a picture of my daughter oh. sniffing a flower. How cute. And a picture of my beautiful wife on the boat. So, what I want to show you a couple of different things. I'll just open up the bird first. I just right click on it and go open with GNU Image Manipulation Program. And there are several uh, filters that are available Mm -hmm. to us in the GIMP. But the the two that we're looking at tonight is Effects Foundry because we've installed that, and Gimmick. Okay, Gimmick stands for Gray Seas magic image converter and those are the two that we're looking at so with effects foundry one of the things that we can do is simply That sounds like there's something sorry guys this
1: is the beauty of live live television Television. you don't know what's gonna happen it's it's totally unpredictable and unexpected but it's real life
0: real life here folks it's reality tv pretty much we're gonna show you how to do picture editing we're going to have a screaming baby over this side. We're going to have a bouncing ball over this side.
1: Hey. It is what it is, bro. <laughs> it
0: is. It is. There yeah, it is. All right.
1: Let, let's press on to your little birdie over right. here and see what's what.
0: Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Okay. So there's my beautiful bird. All right. Right-click, go, effects foundry, what this is. Look at all these tools. I encourage you to play. Go through. Try them out. Yeah. And we're going to do the same thing with gimmick. Okay. But under photo, you'll see effects. And there are some nice things here, such as make wonderful.
1: Oh, I like the sound of that. What?
0: Okay, <laughs> so let's click it. And we say, okay, we'll just leave everything as default. Make wonderful enhances the Ooh. contrast, and it brings up the brightness. It adds a little bit of a Gaussian blur just yeah. to give that kind of aura of it's almost an effect that you, you see in wedding photography yeah. and I, nature photography wonderful. and stuff. And it does like look it. really, really pretty, especially when you've got lots of light tones. Mm-hmm. That's why it works for wedding photography, because of the white dress and, yes. and the, the nice outfits. And, and and it just brings out the vibrancy of the photograph. Cool. So that's just with one click. Well, you know, like the click on the filter. There's another one that's really nice uh, under Layer Effects, and it's called the Orton Effect. And I'm the reason I'm showing you this is because it's kind of similar In the way that it does things, but it it does it with a little bit more of a contrasty layer. Mm -hmm. And what it's actually doing, you'll see that it's actually created a couple of different layers here. So I've got my original bird layer, and then I've got a sharpening layer and an out of focus layer. The out of focus layer gives us that kind of a little bit of a softness to the photo. So as I turn it on, it's like that. So that is, again, it's all automatically done through the filter set. Nice. It's going to work differently for every photo because the lighting in every photo is a little right. bit different. So you play around with mixing and matching effects and you're going to find some really cool stuff. Let's close out of this photo because it's, it's probably, you know, it's a pretty big close up. It doesn't have a lot of background to work with. Let's try um, well, let's start with a picture that has Hillary in it. I, I think that would be nice. Gee whiz. Okay, so let's cut this bald nerd out of the
1: photo. Oh, stop.
0: Okay, a few different things that we want to do. So I've just cropped the mm-hmm. image a little bit here, just to give us something nice to work with. So it, the image there is a little bit dark, and again, really, really simple to go. Effects, Foundry, Photo Effect, Make Wonderful.
1: That possibly could be my favorite.
0: How could you possibly make Hillary uh. any more wonderful? It just, <laughs> it basically just kind of brings up a lot of contrastiness mm-hmm. and again, almost like a changes the saturation. You can see that on your screen that it's it just adds some nice effects. So now let's say, okay, I want to use the quick mask tool, which is this little uh, grid looking thing down at the bottom. First thing I want to do is a control A, which is going to select all, or I can right click and go select all, mm-hmm. and then click on that button down on the bottom left hand side of your image and that enables quick mask. Now when we get a paintbrush tool. And we can set the size of that paintbrush. Not quite so Humongous. big. Humongous. Much too large, there, there. a little bit too large. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so now I can paint Hillary.
1: Nice.
0: Okay. So This is Quick Mask. This allows me to paint a selection. So, once I'm finished painting her, it just is a really, really easy way to create a nice selection around somebody. Notice it has a soft edge, so it doesn't have to be perfect in this case. Now, if I turn off Quick Mask, you'll see that I've got that oh, kind of border around Hillary. I gotcha. So, my selection is on not Hillary, but it's actually on the outside. You see how the selection is mm-hmm. going? So, anything that I do is going to happen to the background. So if I run any kind of filter. So let's see what happens if I now turn the background by using Photo Effects Vintage Film Effect. Well, and it doesn't want to work with a marquee. So let's, I want to show you some of the uh, exciting things that come from Gimmick. And tonight I'm kind of working between these two different plugin sets because we're really bringing up the feature set of the Gimp. Right. And so, with this selection, I want to show you something in Gimmick that is really, really neat. So, under Filters, Gimmick, at the very bottom there, you're going to see all the different stuff. Okay? So, I can actually, I can change anything using this filter set. Oh, and it looks like, sorry, I've got a layer there that was created by the last, uh, let's delete that. Delete that layer. Okay. Let's finish your quick mask. All right. uh, my undo has kind of broken oh. that. Let me just fix it here. I'm going to just undo. It's okay, revert. It's looking okay, there we go. pretty good. Just a couple of undo, undo's. Okay, so now if I go filters, gimmick, now you can see Ooh. what I've done is I've created the ability to actually work on, on mm-hmm. the background in such a way that it's not going to affect Hillary. It's going to affect everything that's around Hillary. Why that matters is... Because we can do some really, really interesting things with a background quite easily. Cool. That's not a perfect example because I've only done kind of a rough outline. But where it really matters is when we're working with a photo and we can go filters, gimmick, and let's grab something interesting such as Rodilus. Okay. So it adds this real kind of sparkly shimmer to the photo. Now it needs to actually create the effect, so it's just doing that now. And there you go. So you get oh. this really interesting <laughs> kind of shimmer. I'm shiny. But see, we only want to apply that to the background, right? It's pretty cool what it does to our logo. So I let's like that undo. my
1: teeth look so bright.
0: <laughs> let's do that effect again. Notice I brought back my marquee, right? I'm going to reapply Rodillas, which is a feature of Gimmick. We'll see as soon as that's done. That now we're going to get a very interesting effect because Hillary is not going to be a part of that effect because our quick mask has brought her right out of the photo. Cool. So now we get this, and we've got this kind of really fun, funky kind of almost, um, almost discotech. like it. Effect, right? It
1: looks like I'm celebrity and it's a paparazzi. All, ah, all the flashes, around me All
0: the flashes. <laughs> Okay, so let's minimize that. I'm going to allow you to see that later on. We're going to include that as one of the pictures on the show notes. Let's open up this picture of my daughter. And I want to show you how that same effect can be used to really enhance a photo such as this. So I've re enabled my quick mask. And we're going to quickly grab the quick mask tool. Let's make that a little bit larger. And what I'm doing is I'm painting in my daughter because she is going to become selected so that she is separate from the background. When I run this effect, it's only going to apply to the background itself. hmm Okay. Here we go. Almost there. I'm doing a really, really rough job because we are uh, running short on time for tonight. You get the gist. But you get the idea, and I really, really encourage you to try... Playing around with Effects Foundry and Gimmick. Okay, so now I've got Tally. Now let's grab a smaller brush and let's get the flowers that she's holding. Just, you know what? I'm just going to grab one. Ooh, that's I'm going to get cool the main idea. focal f- flower. There it is. Okay. I'm just painting that in with Quick Mask, which I already showed you there. So now you know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to grab the stem as well. So I want a really, really small brush to just kind of go along the stem. There we go going to leave all the other flowers that are in the bouquet there we are just kind of give it a bit of an edge and i'm going to turn back off quick mask and let's apply that same effect we're going to go filters gimmick notice the grass in the background how it's just brought it right up without the preview there's the preview so let's see what this actually does let's run it
1: this is exciting
0: kind of neat eh
1: i really like it
0: this is Category 5 Technology TV. www.category5.tv is where you'll find us. Mm-hmm. Tonight we're looking at the free GNU oh, image yeah. manipulation program. We have applied two different feature sets, uh, two filter sets. The Effects Foundry feature, which is found in the GIMP-plugin-registry meta package uh, in your favorite mm-hmm. package manager on Linux. And also Gimmick, which is found in GIMP-GMIC for Gimmick. Uh This is just applying... The effect. And I'd love to show you so many different effects. Look at that.
1: There Whoa, it is. It's done there.
0: Oh, cool. And now we've got this really neat, I think almost surrealistic, yeah. surrealistic um, effect. Now I'm going to bring up my levels because I really want to finish this off. And I'm going to go into, I'm, this is not part of the filters that we are installing and trying. We're just going to change the levels. And we're going to bring up the brightness so that it really fixes those shadows on her face. And gives us a, a just an awesome, surreal, wow, almost fantasy-like that. Yeah. world that she's standing in. And how interesting is that? It just brings it's the photo right out. Beautiful. Gives us the subject. So, so many different things that you can yeah. do with Effects Foundry and Gimmick. I encourage you to check them out. They are absolutely free. I'm going to include links for you in episodes uh, episode 329s show notes, as well as some pictures uh, from tonight's demonstration. And we'd love to see what you come up with. Um, So feel free to email us live Mm. at category5.tv. Send send us your favorite examples of how you've been able to use these tools to do some really cool stuff with the GIMP. And we'd love to see those. And and, uh, we may even show them right here on the show and give you some viewer points. We love it. There you have it. (laughs) GIMP.org is where you'll get it.
1: Sounds good to me, people. And now it is time for the news, which I always like. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Ready. Skype has been hacked by a group claiming to be the Syrian Electronic Army. The group posted anti-surveillance messages, including a message telling people not to use email services provided by Microsoft, the owner of Skype. The hackers posted on Skype's Twitter account and blog, don't use Microsoft emails, Hotmail, and Outlook. They are monitoring your accounts and selling the data to the government. The post what? has since been removed. Hmm. Skype has acknowledged that it was hacked, but said that no user information was indeed compromised.
0: Hmm, that's a little bit ominous. I know. I mean, if, if, me. what if this is somebody who actually knows something that we don't know? And but maybe they're just playing into fear. People are all about this whole NSA and, you know, all the stuff that's mm-hmm. been going on lately in the U.S. But who knows? Who
1: knows? We have no way of knowing. Just be careful, people.
0: Linus Torvald's father said that um, Linus was approached by uh, the NSA to try oh. to get him to put mm. spying code in Linux. This is crazy. And he said No. Heck no. But what's to stop somebody like Microsoft? Because they're closed source, right? Mm -hmm. So how would we know what they've put into Skype? I don't know. Yeah. Best that we don't even think about it. Sometimes it's better (laughs) just not to know. Yes.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Moving on, mm. speaking at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, Intel CEO announced that Intel will no longer use minerals mined in conflict zones to build its microprocessors cool. and urge the entire industry to follow suit. Gold, tungsten and other materials u- or other minerals, sorry, used in electronics manufacturing are mined in the Democratic Republic of the Congo and the surrounding countries. Production and trade of the materials are often controlled by armed groups. Intel's policy comes after increased international pressure for technology firms to investigate the source of their raw minerals. Hmm. At the same keynote session, Intel also announced it would be scrapping the McAfee antivirus brand name and replacing it with Intel security. The move is intended to sever the connection to the software's original founder, John um, McAfee. What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) I say McAfee. It's different
0: for everybody, but I say McAfee. McAfee. I
1: meant McAfee. Sometimes I say McAfee, but that's not right.
0: Yeah, I hear people McAfee. say McAfee.
1: Mr. Yeah. McAfee told the BBC he was elated by Intel's decision, saying, I am now everlastingly grateful to Intel for freeing me from this terrible association with the worst software on the planet. Wow. Claiming, these are not my words, but the words of millions of uh, irate users.
0: So hmm. the guy who founded McAfee Antivirus. Is saying he is so thankful that Intel is changing the name of the software because he doesn't <laughs> so want to be associated be with it at all. That's it's that driven him to drink. <laughs> let's just say
1: that's terrible. So that's terrible.
0: Intel security. So we got to remember to keep our uh, keep yourself away. To keep in the back of our mind that that's actually McAfee as far as the software goes. So probably not the best move when it comes to decisions but I mean you put yeah. a name like Intel on it and now all of a sudden you expect that it's good
1: oh yeah it's magical mm-hmm.
0: backing up a little bit interesting that they're going with conflict free almost branding mm-hmm. and, and actually standing up and saying this is how we're doing it we're going to go conflict free yes. I've never really I, I admit and I'm a little ashamed as I'm hearing your story that I've never really thought about it I, I'm very mindful about slave labor yes and, yes um, of course people who are being mistreated by Mm -hmm. their employers but to think that entire industries would be controlled by violence is a scary thought and almost to me like you you kind of wish that that kind of thing was only in existence in the movies but obviously that they're making this stand says that they've found something maybe that there's um you know maybe you know something along those lines so Mm. good move i I wonder who's going to follow suit Hopefully
1: everyone will Mm -hmm. get it together and be more conscientious. So, sharing your Netflix account with other users to curb the bill? I'm sure some of you have done it. Netflix may have a way to combat that with their new pricing model. The change means selected customers will pay more if an increased number of people log on to the account at the same time. Hmm. Users would pay $7 a month to use one screen to watch Netflix. This would then rise to $10 if three screens were being used simultaneously, and presumably the price would go up based on the numbers of screens or devices. The company said it was only testing these options right now for some of the new users. Currently, subscribers pay a fee of $8 a month for a standard service that allows them to watch different shows or movies on two screens at once, or they pay $12 to watch across up to four screens. Would this change affect you?
0: Interesting that I just discovered that we are paying the $7.99, $8 a month for Netflix. We're allowed to only watch on two simultaneous screens, but I only found that out by logging into my billing profile and oh, saw yeah. that there was another option for $12 that gives you four screens. So it's never been a problem. Yeah. I think when you think, oh, two screens, well, what's the, you know, that seems limiting, but realistically I don't Not ever any. have it playing on yeah. more than two devices. When you think about it, I've got the TV upstairs. We've now got a TV down here. I might, we might have the kids watching something up there now, and us watching something down yeah. here. But realistically, it's never going to happen where we need more than Mm-mm. two. So it makes sense that okay, well, yeah, if I'm sharing it with mom or dad and my brother and everybody else, or and at university using it at, home, at a oh boy, a dorm Come on, guys, it's only eight bucks.
1: I know that's what I'm really. saying. I'm like, before when we rent movies, it'd be like five bucks,
0: five bucks a movie. Yeah, this so, is unlimited.
1: I know it seems a little crazy to me but but it
0: happens and so it sounds like a legit a a good way to curb that Mm -hmm. to me because you know they're running legit business they gotta make money from uh, their 40 million users (laughs) what's 40 million times eight dollars hokey doodle
1: wish i bought into that stock
0: i know earlier
1: (laughs) i mean i don't have it now but whatever Okay, anyways, moving along. Mm. The Chinese government has temporarily lifted a ban on selling foreign video game game consoles.
0: I can't believe that's even real.
1: I know. I know. Wow. So this is paving the way for firms such as Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft to enter a very lucrative market. These people awesome. are thirsty for their gaming. China banned gaming consoles in 2000, citing their adverse effects on the mental health of young people. Mm. A gray market in the sale of consoles has continued in the country but partly as a result of the ban PC gaming dominates, capturing two-thirds of the $13 billion market. Wow. Um, sorry, they dominate. I read that wrong. The PC gaming has dominated. Um, in a statement, the government said that it would allow foreign firms to make consoles within Shanghai's free trade zone and sell them in China after inspection by cultural departments.
0: Sounds like a lot of control.
1: It is a control issue. You know,
0: I can't believe, I though. Really, I know you it's haven't been allowed to buy all
1: this time.
0: They don't sell Wii and Sony PlayStation. Nothing. One, two, three, four, <laughs> and Xbox.
1: I know this it is seems a real thing. Shocking to me. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. But if you want to get the full scoop on these stories, you can check out our website, Category 5tv slash Newsroom. And the stories that you hear each and every week are contributions from our fabulous community of viewers, Roy W. Nash in particular. And if you think you have a news story worthy of honor and mention, send us an email at newsroom at category5.tv. And I'm Hillary.
0: Thanks, Hill. I'd love to hit some viewer questions tonight. Yeah! I am so sorry, folks. The the past couple weeks, last week I was I was flying solo too, and yeah. I was approaching the end of the show. I had another gift card to give away. I had viewer questions on standby, and just realized that time was getting away with me, and just held it together and did the rest of the show. <laughs> but I, I end up, you know, I wept under the desk Aww. for the, the half hour after the show, thinking, why didn't I have time for viewer questions? So we are really only need one to,
1: man, Robbie. I
0: am only one man.
1: And I will read the questions, and you will give us the answers. <laughs> Thanks, Hill. This comes to us from Mike in Germany.
0: Mike. Hi, hey. Mike.
1: I've just seen show 323 on YouTube, and I saw your suggestion to use DNS Jumper on Windows 8. Already, That's a cool tool, but I yeah. don't use Windows 8. Most viewers use Linux, a Linux distro. Absolutely. And I would love to see a tool under Linux. Do you have anything that m- in mind that could um, compare to achieve a similar function? And he presently uses Mint 15 KDE. Okay. And while you're looking that up, he also goes on to thank you for your answers and your enthusiasm. He loves the show. And he says, I love the show as it is now. No need for more, for virtualizing sh- sets. And and he likes the kind, warm, natural feel of our team in a real
0: home. But... Did you hear the noise of the children? <laughs> the the ball dropping? <laughs> the crying? No. I hear you, though. It is, you know, it's a comfortable set. We, we, we like where it. we are, but... Um, how do I say this? I got a growing <laughs> family. I yeah. got three kids upstairs. A dog. And a dog. Two birds. A cat. cat and a wonderful wife. <laughs> she is very patient and long-suffering in letting us continue this show. <laughs> but there comes a point where she starts saying, and I say this in all love, but f- uh, truthfully and, mm-hmm. and completely honestly, uh, we need the space. we, we got to get the studio out of the house. we got to get it moved into the garage. Mm-hmm. That's why we bought, one of the reasons we bought this house was it has an unfinished mm-hmm. garage. I don't care really if we move into the garage and we just bring all the same set. That's cool. That's what will happen if we can only afford to do the renovations because of we won't be able to buy extra stuff. We'll just be using the same desk, the same everything, the same brick wall, because I don't know if you know this or not, but it's not real brick.
1: Rob, he, it's the magic of television. Oh, yes. Don't tell them. But
0: we can roll it up and move it out, <laughs> out to the garage. But the fact is, is we do need a soundproof area. We need mm-hmm, it to be of course. heated, air conditioned, um, and soundproofed mm-hmm. enough that... You know, if the neighbors are hammering in their (laughs) front yard, we're not going (laughs) to hear it on the show, right? So there's all that. But as far as the look goes, it doesn't have to be virtual sets. It's just that's something that we would like to have the ability to do.
1: Yes. We don't have
0: to do it. That's not what the whole fundraiser is about. It's about getting the thing out of the house and continuing on because we're in season seven. And we want to keep this going to season 10, season 15 forever until you know I'll be this... Gray-haired oh. old guy doing <laughs> category five. It'll come, and we'll still be doing the show because we're going to have to grow into a new space. Yes, of course. Simple. So, but thank you. I, I, I appreciate the comment for sure. So back to the question. The yes. Fir- the, the thing that came to mind when I'm thinking about DNS um, jumper and all that is Name Bench. So I brought up Synaptic name Package bench. Manager because I think it is in here. Name Bench. Yes. Okay. So, before I even, you know, before I even touch on that, I know that you don't run Windows necessarily. But remember, you can use a virtual machine to do this, and then you can write down the IP addresses and deploy it to all of your computers on the network. Everybody has a Windows system somewhere. I mean, you might have a laptop mm-hmm. that has Windows on it, um, or maybe a desktop. If you don't, just stick a virtual machine on there. Download a free copy of uh, Windows Starter Edition, which is available at uh, modern.ie, modern pardon me, on the web. Uh, we've shown it on the show before. And it gives you a virtual machine, and then you can just boot it up and you can run the Windows tool, grab the IP cool. addresses for the DNS servers. But there is one called NameBench. Uh, I'm not sure if it's exactly, the, it's not going to be exactly the same thing. Here's a screenshot from Synaptic Package Manager, and it's a benchmark tool it's not as sophisticated as the one that i showed you this one you kind of feed it your your uh name server your dns server and you and it also scans the you know the ones that it knows of and it tests them and it picks which one is the fastest mm. but then you got to manually change it anyways mm. right it's not like the windows one that will automatically update it right and that's part of w- linux security but true there are ways around that so unfortunately you You know, really, (laughs) it's one of those cases where the best tool happens to be a Windows tool, and it's just the way it is. But Namebench is something for Linux. Comparable. I think the best thing to do would be to install a virtual machine and then go back to the episode where we talked about it and, and use that tool. And it's perfectly okay to do that. That's what virtual machines are for, so that you can boot up Windows, do the thing that you have to do with Windows, but then get out of it, and <laughs> you're still in Linux, and Linux is your core operating system, and that's how you surf, and that's how you work. Hmm. That's pretty cool. So, don't mind using virtualization for that.
1: Makes sense to me.
0: Thanks for the question.
1: Very cool. Got another question. Um, Well, it's it's an interesting little tidbit. Oh, yeah? Um, Coming to us from Old Salt.
0: Hey, Old Salt.
1: I came across a program called uh, AppFast. It's supposedly an enhancement for apt-get for people like me who have slower internet connection. Have you ever tried it? And if so, what's your opinion on it? Is it something you think you'd recommend? And um, Old Salt lists the link on how you get that.
0: Yeah, AppFast. uh, Definitely, I would recommend it if you've got a slow connection. What it does is it, it's like a front-end for apt-get, which is a command line installation tool for Linux. Mm-hmm. So it's Debian-based Linux. So Debian, Ubuntu, Mint that's based on Debian, Point Linux, all of these use apt-get. So apt-fast is a front-end for slower internet connections that mm-hmm. taps into some uh, download acceler- accelerator software. So that as your apt-get installing, instead you're going apt-fast install, it uses a download accelerator to get it faster. Ooh! So yeah, if you're installing yeah. multiple things, you get your stuff a lot faster and it'll install quicker. Sure, why not? Um, there are some drawbacks in that you know not everything is faster, but hey, if you can accelerate some of it, then
1: why wouldn't you? Why
0: not? why not? The actual, in, the actual download process is what's accelerated. The installation process is not because the installation process happens on your computer. The apt-get or apt-fast update process is not faster because it's downloading the repository yeah. list, not mm-hmm. the files, right? That makes sense. Um, but it's where the dev packages are coming down to your computer. That's going to be notably faster on a slower com- com- computer, slower mm-hmm. internet connection. Um, so if you have a slow internet, connection then yes <laughs> do it
1: do it why wouldn't you do it crap cool. fast APT fast
0: i wonder if that's in synaptic i'm gonna look that up while you're looking for the next
1: search just because
0: old salt had provided a link which i'm happy to post in yes. the show notes let's see if apt dash fast it's not in the repositories hmm. so yeah uh what i'll do is i'll post links for those who are interested in APT fast in the show notes for episode number three twenty nine, as provided by Old Salt. Cool. So, Thank thanks you, for the Old comment Salt. Comment and question. Love it. Here
1: is a question pertaining to our show in particular from Kevo. Hey Kevo. Um, wondering, does getting the video off of YouTube cost you money? If they're getting the video off YouTube Watching does it cost category you money. Five. Um, So about the time you experience that high capacity of downloads, I found that Mira was downloading old episodes without my input. This happens Mm -hmm. time to time, even with other podcasts. I just cancel everything, go through each podcast, checking the episodes, and only start um, the downloads I don't have. Um, So if YouTubing Category 5 episodes doesn't cost you, he'd rather just get them from YouTube.
0: Sure. Yeah, thank you very much for the consideration. First of all, Kev, I want to say, hey – uh, nice to receive an email from mm-hmm. you some people in the chat room also Agamotto saying hello um, just nice to hear from, from yeah you, I haven't
1: heard from you in a while
0: um, so thank you for the question um, I f- well okay YouTube right what does it boil down to okay when you when you're using Miro Internet TV you're downloading from somewhere where are you getting it from you're gonna get it from our CDN which is quite costly um, to us Uh, if it's one of the most recent episodes, if it's one of the older episodes, it's coming from a very, very cheap host. It's very slow. Mm. You'll notice that it's, it it downloads a lot slower if they're older episodes. So that, those are all fine. It's the newer episodes that cost us money to, to download. Um, When it comes to um, YouTube, it's a little different. YouTube is interesting because they actually pay us when you watch. So it's a, totally different scenario
1: totally different system
0: okay so the more youtube views that we have the more people who click on the banners and and get the advertising on youtube and stuff you think when you're watching a video using youtube can be kind of annoying because there's a lot of little three minute three minute videos Mm -hmm. and with those three minute videos if you've got to sit through a one minute commercial before you watch it that's frustrating
1: yes that could be a little like you're watching
0: music videos and you got a playlist up and every music video has a one minute commercial Mm, before it that's annoying because if song is only three and a half minutes with category five it's a one hour show so if you sit through that one minute (laughs) clip it's not a big deal No, and every time you do and whatever you know if you follow any of the links on youtube that are advertising they actually pay us
1: for it so
0: it helps us with the bills it makes a big difference youtube really does um i'll be honest with you We're not getting rich anytime soon. (laughs) That's for sure. But all here's what it boils down to. The past six months, our expenses have gone way up because our viewership is up. Everybody who downloads through Miro Internet TV, as I say, or through any, you know, we, we talked about we're going to be bringing out a Roku channel. We had to put that on hold right now because, quite frankly, there's just not enough money mm-hmm. there on a month to month. I never want to operate with debt when it comes to Category 5. I never want to be spending donations where it shouldn't be spent. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my absolute best to, you know, we're holding on to everything that was donated for the build so that we can spend it on the build. I don't of want course. to be eating into that with other expenses because we wanted to have a Roku channel. No, so we put that on hold um because that costs us money but with the increase in costs over the past 6 months or so also youtube has increased yes in what you know people are watching on youtube and they're watching linuxtechshow.com they're watching category 5 tv on youtube mm-hmm. and so that increases and so we're actually getting monthly I'll say contributions from Google (laughs) that are almost offsetting the cost of running all the RSS feeds, Mm Miro Internet TV. So it's interesting that it cancels itself out. Yeah. We're not having to sell things. We're not having to have 15 minutes of advertising every episode of Category 5 like (laughs) some shows do um, because your views on YouTube actually pay for all the other views. It's an interesting fact.
1: That's interesting. So, And I really
0: hope that one day... YouTube views will get to the point where we're actually making a profit mm-hmm. because again, we sync that right back into the show and if I could be if I had a thousand dollars or two thousand or three thousand dollars, I could up and buy a really nice camera. Which may not sound like a big deal, but we'd buy it once and we'd have it forever. We'd be set. And the show would look fantastic. Mm-hmm. And and it's as simple as that. That's our biggest downfall is is the video camera that we use. So, you know, if we can get to that point with YouTube and that's great. So, thank you very much for the question, Kevo. Do watch on our YouTube channel, subscribe, like the videos, comment on the videos on YouTube. That helps too. People don't necessarily realize to watch it is one thing. Every time you like and comment, it actually bumps up our standings. Oh, I didn't and know that. It makes to be a honest. really big difference. And subscribe <laughs> cool. to the channel too, because when advertisers look at us, those are the ones who pay to make this happen, right? Um, when they look at us, they say, oh, how many people are subscribed to you on YouTube? And we're fortunate that it's fairly high i mean we're never you know it's always over a couple thousand people or whatever um which is not a a lot compared to how many people are actually watching right so please do subscribe but uh it's it's substantial enough that it's you know it's not like 500 people kind of thing are subscribed to our channel it's more than that yeah makes a difference for sure
1: Thank you, world, for YouTubing us. Yeah. <laughs> continue that. And we'll that continue to sweet. pump
0: out the video in every way that we can. Yeah. Rev D. Cenk, saying that we should bring out the show in 4K. Could you imagine? Mm. What's neat about 4K or 1080p, this camera's 1080p, for example, so I can do stuff like this, right? It, it seems like we've got another camera angle, but really we're working within the 1080p space in a 720 frame. So if we had a 4K camera, we'd be able to, you'd be able to see the the pimples on my nose and we could zoom right in on it (laughs) digitally and you'd, and it'd be perfect quality. So it's not about having 4K video. It's about having a 4K source and being able to work within that space. That would be amazing.
1: That would be amazing.
0: But not one of my goals. (laughs) 1080p will be fine. Sounds
1: good to me. Hey, Robbie.
0: We got, we got time
1: another question or for a special special oh you want to
0: oh yeah
1: i just thanks love, Hill. well here's the thing people i love free stuff you do and i love giving i'm a gift giver it's my right. love language so we want to give somebody another gift card
0: wow what? 25 prepaid visa from eset
1: thank you eset
0: for our viewers tonight who win this and and our previous winner earlier tonight all you have to do is email me live mm-hmm. at category5.tv with your address. We've got your card right here. It's ready. It's ready Seriously. to go. Seriously. Here we go. There's the two of them for tonight. <laughs> it's a $25 prepaid visa. We're ready to send that off to you. So here we go. Sweet. Drawbot is back. It's
1: going. I'm seeing the names. These are your ballots oh
0: that have come in through live at category5.tv. And I'll just let you know. Tonight is the last time that we're using the email ballots. Next week, uh, Drawbot will be back in the chat room. These have come to us by email, and the reason that I did that, Hillary, this week and last week is because I wanted people who are watching on YouTube and Miro Internet TV, I wanted those viewers to have to a chance. Yeah, yes, of course. Uh, because not everyone can participate in the live show by being a part of the chat room.
1: As much as we love our fans, we understand if you can't watch at 2 a.m., we it's get tough. it.
0: We appreciate <laughs> those of you who are. <laughs> we certainly do. Mm-hmm. Namely, there are some watching tonight. I saw Bob Gore in the and others that uh, And the winner! Here we go! Oh, here we go! For a twenty-five dollar Visa prepaid card is Sprint, cowboy! Yeehaw!
1: Sprint cowboy!
0: Way to go! <laughs> Got your ballot in at the last minute. Yes literally we were just about to get our prep done tonight got your ballot thanks for sending it in Love awesome it. well done so congratulations all you got to do is email me your address i don't need anything fancy you just got to be able to write your address on yeah. the envelope and send it off so congratulations sprint cowboy
1: perfect
0: all right well hey that all the time that we have
1: another busy show we it love you all. here it? thank Folks, you for watching
0: so great to have you here uh, Hillary I do, I'll just let Rob Gore know that we've got a picture here that we've been passing around and as we're signing off I'm going to get you to simply sign this picture Ooh, for Robert Gorzinski I will
1: certainly do that because he has so been far. a wonderful true fan true friend
0: there you go Here's our fancy marker. Leave enough room for the diamond-studded gold uh, frame that he's going Ooh. to put on it, uh, Ooh. and maybe just sign somewhere around you. You're wearing dark in the picture. Yeah, I'll just so do it across my it's kinda perfect myself. All right, you go ahead, and uh, we're making this happen for you, Rob Gore. Eight by tens, just on the for way. you. Sign it.
1: Okay, up. I'm going. Gotta
0: do it while the music plays. time we have, folks. Thanks for joining us this week. Next week, Erica Lalonde is going to be joining me, and uh, we're going to be hacking a Nikon DSLR with one bonus. Uh, Simeon Pilgrim is going to be joining us from the Nikon Hacker Group. You don't want to miss out. That's next Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern time, and we'll see you next Tuesday. See you, Hill. Night. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV
1: broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern.